Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? Craig Hoffman here, Logan Paulson there. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you see that here and there are very different places than we usually are. Uh, Logan, I it's so real that I'm doing this from a tent at training camp that I still have my credential on. People yeah. can see the, 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 the thing around my neck here. That's how real it is. That's how you know it's real. I'm in a wrestling room at a high school. That's what I'm doing. So I'm keeping it extra real today. So yeah, for sure. Um, So today on the today on the show, uh, just kind of recap the last couple of days of practice. Uh, Today was not very much. Today Monday for those listening at a day that's not Monday. Uh, So they didn't do a whole lot. It was a very nondescript practice. Um, I wouldn't say glorified walkthrough because they were running it at a couple points, but no pads. Uh, I don't even know if some guys haven't had their shells on. Like it was, it was very light. Uh, you never had ones on ones. Uh, just a day to kind of get some, you know, a, a glorified mental reps kind of in. Uh, a, a day to take it easier, uh, knowing that you got a game on Friday because it sure. is Logan finally. Uh, but also, kind of, I think I feel like a lot of preseasons, you, it takes forever to get to game one. This one kind of felt like it came up quick. Yeah, it did feel that way. It feels like it's like right around the corner, honestly. And I mean, it is right around the corner, but I felt like there wasn't a lot of pre. And I think a lot of that has to do with kind of the situation with the pads. You know, they kind of start with, you know, it's like five days or they have five days of no pads. So it kind of felt like a very OTA-ish for a while. Then they got into pads and they were kind of high flying. I think they only had, what, five? Does that sound right? Five or six full padded practices. So not a ton. Not even. Yeah. yeah, it's maybe four. It's it's not a lot. So definitely kind of came around quick. And, um, you know, but it, it's interesting, uh, you know, because you got Friday's practice, you got Saturday's practice, Sunday off, and you got today, obviously, with the practice. And they do get a lot of work done in practice. I, like, I don't – I really wish I could talk to someone over there uh, and just see, like, how do you get – how are you so efficient with the practice tempos? And, uh, you know, I, people say, well, is it sloppy? And the thing about it is it doesn't feel – like they're rushing. It doesn't feel like sometimes when you'd go like watch Chip Kelly's offense when he was a Philly or the Oregon, it felt like a little sloppy. It felt like they were relying on the tempo to kind of break the defense and they were okay with some like some marginal execution on the offensive end. And that's just not been the case with this team. So I've just been super impressed with that. And, um, you know, even though they haven't had, I guess my point is even though they haven't had like a ton of work, they've, they've got a a ton of like padded practices they've got a ton of work done man like it's been so so impressive how much work they've been able to get done 
Hundred percent. And Ron actually talked about that today. Um, how they've gotten a lot more work done than they have in the past. This, you know, in chances to get different players reps. Like you just don't have to do as much of some of the, the stuff you do. The rotation days off, you know, days on whatever you do with other players uh, or in other years because you're able to do so much and do you know so many different combinations too, right? Like yeah. all the receivers are getting to work off each other all the pass rushers are getting to work off each other you've had i mean what feels like an infinite number of defensive back combinations if you ask me what their starting defensive backfield looked like today outside of a base defense like i don't know that i could tell yeah, you um because and that's that's a good thing because it you know they guys like wild goose have had good camps and it's like well, he's in a, a nickel package here, but he also is in with Quan Martin and Cam Curl here. Like they've just mixed and matched, and like so many different guys back there that it feels like they. And by, you know, by the way, we we say so much of this is offensively driven with the enemy, but the benefits are there on the defensive side yeah. too. That you're really getting to see a bunch of different looks, a bunch of different things. There's so much. And then you go back in, and you obviously you spend the rest of the day watching it, and um, that's kind of how it works. But then today. You know, I'm a big proponent of, you know, hard days, hard, easy days, easy. And yeah. uh, today they, the ones had about uh, 20 snaps on defense. Yeah. And uh, that's that's it. And and you just get in, get out. They start at nine. You know, and that's that's like the stretching. They're done at 1025 today, Logan. Like yeah. they they are efficient with what they do. And there are some periods they even cut short because they just don't mess around. They get the work done. Yeah. They they get back inside and they they go home like that's how it should be. Yeah, and it's just like they, you know, today they probably, I would assume, ran between like 45 and 65 plays. But the past, probably, yeah. you know, Friday, Friday and Saturday, they were over 100, over 100 plays in practice. You know, that's nine on seven, that's seven on seven, whatever. But they're running a, a grip of stuff. And, I, you know, I just think it's that's so, super impressive because, like, at this level, at any level, the more times you get to rep it, the more times you get to see it, the more times you get to work the combinations, the more film you have to review, the better it is longitudinally for your team. Like, I, 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 I truly believe that. The more you can rep for specific looks, the better it is for you. So I just think I, I think it's great. I think there's a, a great philosophy there. You know, like we haven't really talked about this, but they do that, that long drive drill in the middle of practice where the first, uh, first and second O get like 20 reps apiece consecutively so guys are getting conditioned they're getting to work being tired it's a it's a it's a really cool to see and it might just feel really cool because it's such a stark like juxtaposition to what it was last year but I've, I've just been super impressed with them and and how efficient they've been and i think you see like you said you see the benefits of it for the defense too like when your offense is efficient it doesn't need to be good when it's efficient and you're, it's practicing at a good tempo it helps everybody so i, I think that level of professionalism that eb's brought is is almost invaluable you know for the team because it just it just made everything that much more efficient and that many more reps and it's it's, it's cool to see and, and again like not every day is perfect like friday was an absolute garbage fire for this team you know like in terms of offensive football it was terrible the defense took them out behind the woodshed and just beat them up bad they, uh, they couldn't catch footballs they couldn't protect the whole thing but you know they're able to bounce back with a pretty solid day saturday and Again, it's just the tempo, the energy that they're addressing this with is, is pretty cool. So, Yeah, talking to some folks, uh, I wasn't there over the weekend or wasn't here because I'm sitting here uh, over the weekend. Um, they said that Sunday was the best practice they probably had. So, you know, Friday is bad. Sunday is good. Saturday somewhere in the middle. Uh, kind of a, a nice little step ladder up to the best practice they yeah. had. Today barely even counts. Let's talk about, though, like 
what went wrong, what went right uh, in, in the particular days. Let's start on offense. If you had to say, like, okay, why did the offense struggle? I mean, some of it's obviously the defense is very, very good, and they had themselves a day. But drops and things like that aren't always just a result of defensive pressure or pass breakups. Sometimes they're just guys having bad days. Sometimes it's not on the same page. The rhythm's off. Like, what happened that the offense was so bad on Friday? Yeah, on Friday, if I had to say, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm sure everyone has seen replacements, that, that famous speech by Keanu Reeves where he's like, it's like getting sucked into quicksand. Like, you try, you're trying to make things better, but, like, by struggling, you just kind of make things worse. And I've, and I've been a part of practices like that. I've been a part of games like that. And that's what Friday felt like to me. Literally every time there was an opportunity to kind of make a play and get your offense back on track, something catastrophic would happen. And in catastrophic, I'm not just saying, oh, like someone missed an assignment. There's a drop ball, there's a blown pressure, there's a missed assignment when it comes to pass protection, which is a huge deal. And it was just like, they could not get out of their own way. And, you know, talking to Kaim over the weekend, like one of the things he said, it just felt like the defense's emotion kept ramping up, like kind of like a tsunami, like a tidal wave. Because, you know, I can watch it on film and you can see something's going on, but you don't know what it is. And I and like that feeling of like the defense just having all this momentum, all the psychological momentum is um, is kind of how it felt on Friday. And they just could I, like they could not make a play to save their life. And I'm not exaggerating. Like everything was a struggle. Like you'd, like there'd be a, a great double team combination, but they'd be going to the wrong guy. Like they'd blow the guy five yards off the ball, but they'd, they'd have it mistargeted. Or the receiver runs an excellent route like Cole Turner. You know, I love Cole Turner. Great route, great separation, wide open, just fumbles off his hands. And that's not a that's not a play that he makes. You know, he he's a guy that that makes that play, you know, hundred out of you know, ninety out of hundred times. And here he is flubbing it in this situation. So it was just stuff like that. You know, guys kind of in the spacing wasn't right, quarterbacks not seeing stuff, the protection wasn't good. Like literally imagine one of the worst offensive practices I've ever seen. And that's kind of where you're at. You know, like it was tough. And to their credit, though, they kept like the tempo was good. They ran over 100 plays in that practice. So obviously, even though it could have been catastrophic, they, they didn't let it get them out of their their modus operandi. Right. They kept with it. They kept with the process. Just didn't go for them, you know. And, um, you know, I think what it was that Saturday was the next practice. Like that practice was much more offensively sharp. Crisp. Uh, actually, no, I think they were actually off Saturday. Uh, Sunday. So Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday is the good practice that. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that practice, you know, like. Jahan, man, Jahan looked fantastic in that practice, like creating great separation, running great routes, getting a ton of touches. And to me, he's probably the MVP at camp at this point. You know, Logan Thomas, I think, was pushing him for it. But he's just kind of said, no, man, I've stayed healthy. I'm here. No one can cover me. I'm making contested catches, which I, weren't, wasn't, which I wasn't making last year. And he just looks like he's, he's ready. Obviously, you got to see it on Sunday. Obviously, you got to see it in the joint practice. Obviously, there's all these kind of check marks that need to happen. But he's been fantastic. So... Um, you know, like he, he was a bright spot for me. I think the offensive line, you know, has really come a long way, man. Like every time we watch him, I know there's a lot of, like I listen to Kimes podcast, look at, listen to Ben Standing's podcast, and there's still a little bit of apprehension about the group. And I think a little bit of apprehension is obviously very healthy, you know, because they haven't done it for real yet. But I just right. look at where they've come from and how they're playing as a group and the physicality that they're kind of developing. And I'm like, man, they, if they're not there, they're very close. And so I'm hoping that through the next couple of weeks of training camp, that group comes together. Um, Diami's another guy that did a great job on uh, Sunday, you know, really stood out. And then obviously, like, we could talk at nauseum about the defense because they just did everything well. And on Friday, Friday was probably their best practice because the offense was struggling. But that group comes every single day and is making tremendous plays. So 
Um, we could talk about them all you want, but you know, in terms of things that I'm kind of watching more acutely, it's definitely the offense because I feel like they've got a longer way to go. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. All right. So let's let's circle back to a couple of things that you mentioned there. Um, first of all, just kind of the, the broadest strokes. The other thing that kind of made news and headlines Friday is you had a couple of scraps um, yeah. and, you know, the enemy was not tolerating it. But the, the one that was like interesting and, you know, I, I kind of look at it for me that nobody was wrong um, and I get everybody's points. But there was the point where St. Juice makes a play on Cole Turner, stands over him. Terry gets up in his face and is like, don't do that to your teammate. Biennemi's then yelling to Terry, like, get back in the huddle. Um, and there's something to Terry being a captain. And Ron afterwards was like, yeah, no, Terry stepping up there is good. You know, don't do that to your teammate. There's a part of me, though, that's like, you know, you guys are your teammates. But it wasn't like he he cut blocked him and took out his knees. He just, you know, it was competition. Um, you know, get back in the huddle, do your job. But I also, like, I'm not going to chagrin Terry for standing up for his guy. So, uh, you know, I think one of the things that makes it noteworthy, you know, it's one of those it's interesting, not important to borrow Ron's phrasing um, to me, at least anyway. Um, but if you want to if you want to disagree, like, go ahead. I'll defer to you as someone who's been inside those locker room dynamics. Um, but I, I do think that it's is this, like, is this we, a we story talked, right now. Is this like something? Well, it, I mean, it was about? more of like a talking point on Friday. I just think it was interesting that the first like two weeks we're talking so much about the maturity and you know, there wasn't any of this stuff. And then it's like, Oh no, it's, it's still training camp. It, it happens. It's going to blow up. Um, and, and I think like the, we now a couple of days removed have a more complete story of like, they came back Sunday and like everyone's cool. And like, there wasn't any of the, like the way practice was described to me on Sunday was it had all the intensity of Friday without all the extracurricular BS. And I think that does show that like that first week of maturity and, and togetherness and all that stuff wasn't a fluke. And you just had one side that was having a really bad day and got frustrated and a couple of things happened. But, you know, that's the nature of football. And it's it's not a big deal. Um, but I just I just thought it was interesting and like worth rehashing, uh, considering I don't get to rehash these things often with a guy who actually played 10 years in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, when I hear that, like, so it didn't make a lot of sense to me when I heard about it first because I hadn't watched practice yet. Then I got home and I watched practice and I was like, this is a rough practice for the offense, you know, and I think there are like you're you're a competitive dude. You know, I've been a part of teams that are like really competitive. You're prideful, you know, and um, when things aren't going well, uh, guys get irritated, you know, like offensively guys get really pissed and they get really irritated about stuff that like kind of underneath bothers them. You know, like, for example, like I'll just give you something from my own life. I used to hate it, hate it when the defense would make an interception in training camp and then run it back for a touchdown. I used to used to absolutely drive me insane because it felt like they were kind of rubbing it in your face. And that's what they're supposed to do. It has nothing to do with me or with the offense. It's like just good practice. But I used to go over and I used to try to tackle that dude every single time like because it just bothered me so bad. And it doesn't. And again, it's one of those things like it's kind of a bad play. It heightens the emotion. You feel like they're making you look bad and that heightens the emotion. And I like just and again, I'm probably maybe projecting a little bit of my own experience on the Terrier, but I just think. St. Juice made a play. He's been having a great camp. He's, he's giving you fits to work with every single day. 
He stands over Cole Turner, does his little thing. I'm pissed at that. Like, I wasn't even there, and I'm irritated as an offensive player that that happened. And that's one of those things, like, back in 2010, if you did that, you might have just started a full-blown brawl right there. Like, the running back might run over and just hit St. Juice in the back, and then we're scrapping as a team. You know what I mean? Like, because there's, there's, a, there's a pride and an energy that comes with those types of moments. And so for Terry to be like, hey, man, like, and get in St. Juice, like, help your buddy up, it's not about that he knocked him down and that he's celebrating. It's just, like, the emotion of the event of the day. And it kind of culminates there. And I think, you know, I respect uh, Eric Bieniemy a ton. And I think he's got the right approach. Like, get back in the huddle, man. Like, there's nothing. St. Juice didn't do anything wrong. It might feel like he did something wrong, but nothing nothing really happened. And like I told you, like, if I'm Terry, I'm furious at St. Juice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is BS. But it's not because anything St. Juice did. It's because of how the day is going. Right. So I think for, right. for EB just to be like, hey, man, let's get back in the huddle. Let's make this happen. Like, I get it because you've got more work to do. You got to get back on schedule. You got stuff you got to rep. So, no, I don't think anyone's wrong there. Say, good job, St. Juice, making a play. Good job, celebrating. Good job, kind of being in the moment with your defense. Good job, Terry, saying something, right? Like, I respect that too. But also, like, it's more because of the emotion of the day, I think, than anything. And you got to remember, what is that, day nine of training camp? Dudes yeah. are like a little, you know, a little fried. You know what I mean? It's like, like everyone talks about why joint practices are so beneficial and a little bit of it's just because you're not practicing against your own guys anymore. It's like you've kind of taken a departure from that. So um, and it kind of freshens it up. So here you're getting a lot of like we've been fighting with our brothers for a couple of weeks now. Everything feels a little stale. Everyone's kind of pushing each other's buttons. Bad day for the offense. You get a big emotional reaction. And that's totally normal. Like it's like the most normal thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And like yeah. I've been a part of days like that. And. I don't think anything there is a is a big deal, you know, at, at all. Like it's just like life and people being people and being stressed out and being tired. No, I agree, and it's I do love the enemy though. Like that is how you develop a next play mentality, right? Yeah. Like it's practice, and you're practicing. Hey, it doesn't matter. Like what yeah. what can you do to change it? You can get back in the huddle and you can go kick his ass on the next rep. Sure. And like that's the only way to to change it. Did you ever start any full team brawls by tackling an intercepting player? So I used to um, I used to run over and kind of punch the try to punch the ball out and I'd always usually I'd like grab him and hold him up and let him go and I'd come back afterwards and be in the like the defense and I'd walk back through the defense and you know they'd be like chirping and like hey that's nonsense you know what I mean and so but no one ever did anything the 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 guy I used to actually get the most fights with when I was here was D'Angelo Hall and I just feel like Stunning. we were Stunning. we were just we were just very opposite in terms of our approach like i don't think i think he thought of me as a very um untalented try hard guy you know who wasn't very skilled and i actually take that as a compliment and you know <laughs> like i would do stuff like i think i've said this before in the show like i would practice every snap like it was a full speed game so i would do stuff that like some people didn't really like so i'm, I'm well aware of that and d'angelo you know he's in year whatever 13 i'm in year four and i'm gonna like hit him extra hard on a screen, you know, and he's not going to like that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we, I remember it was one year we got, in a, it was like three or four days in a row. We got in a little bit of tiffs, little tiffsies, um, you know, when I was here. So like I get in fights a lot, but it's like, again, I know, I, I know what I'm doing. You know, when you get in a fight, I know I'm kind of pushing the envelope and I think guys know that, you know, kind of what pushes people's buttons and like you get reactions out of people. So nothing to be nothing, you know, I'll, I'll spare, I'll spare in a, a training camp fight, you know, it's, it's actually, I'm, I'm a big believer. A training camp fight is actually really good for morale. Just pumps, pumps everybody up. You know what I mean? Gets everybody kind of 
talk a little noise, everybody heated up a little bit. So I, when I hear that it was a little chippy, I'm like, good. You know, everyone's passionate and football's important to them. Yeah. No, it, uh, also sometimes it's good to get it out of the system. Like you just yeah, like, pent up anger. Out. Yeah, get it out. All right, we did it. We fought. Now we now we hug it out and then we go <laughs> we go keep playing. Oh, the enemy's yelling at all of us to get back in the huddle. Um, by the way, D Hall coaching now. So I'm curious uh, how he's uh, yeah, he's down too. in Carolina. That'd curious, curious. If heard, his guys are getting chippy. I've heard I've heard uh, Fletcher's talked to him a little bit and says that he's having a really good time coaching down there. I don't know what type yeah. what type of guys he's coaching down there. You know, in terms yeah. of are they D Hall guys. Uh, but I, I think he's uh, I think he's he's a very bright dude and he's going to be a great coach. So for sure, for sure, uh, D Hall's good dude. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do down in Carolina with him. All right, uh, back to back to these goofers uh, here in Ashburn. 